Welcome to a special Deadline Day edition of Managing Without Football. We'll be kicking the pitch with Jimmy Asparaga and then going to Five and Drive with Bobby Ravage and Ian Rong. Welcome to Kick the Pitch, the football analysis and discussion segment of Managing Without Football, where we catch up on the state of the season so far. We invite all our ex-pros to lace up their opinion boots, come onto our pitch and kick it. I'm your host, Tomo Thompson. <clears throat> yep, yeah, and I'm joined by David Davidson. Well, we have a packed show for you today, and no wonder. What day is it, David? Uh, it's Friday, TT. Are you for real? David! It's transfer deadline day. We've got reporters up and down the country sniffing for transfer rumours. We've got some special guests coming on to discuss them and the actual deals that get over the line before the window slams shut later in the day. Someone who'd be very keen to get deals done is Burnley manager Paul Doyle. Burnley have had a decent Christmas period, but things might be turning sour in the dressing room, David. More sour than my last relationship in the last few weeks. Looks like there were some very unhappy players in the Burnley camp. Doyle's transfer listed Ben Mee and sold Nick Pope, which has very much ruffled the feathers of these Burnley players. Yeah, and we'll be speaking to Paul Doyle a little later on to talk about that. But Burnley aren't the only football team needing transfers. There's rumours flying around this evening that a Leicester midfielder could be on his way to Manchester United. Is that true? Yes, indeedy. Now, Lawrence Terrington is out and about this evening following up on all the latest unfounded speculation and half-truths that we get in tonight. I think that he's not far from Leicester, actually, right now. Somewhere near Birmingham, I believe. You there, Lawrence? What do you mean you haven't got money for the toll? Well, I'm not paying it. Do you know how much my child support is every week? Lawrence? Lawrence, you there? Oh, oh yeah. Hi, Tom. Sorry about that. Yes, Tom, I, I'm, I'm travelling the length and uh, breadth of the country this evening. I've got all my crew with me crammed in this small car together. I tell you what, I've got a new appreciation for how David Davison has to live at the moment. Excellent stuff. I was wondering if you've got any news on Wilfred and Didi to Manchester United and the speculation. Uh, well, yes, yes, I do actually. Um, I've got a good authority that he's going nowhere right now. Really? Yeah, yeah. Him and his agent—they've just broken down on the hard shoulder of the M1, so they won't be able to move anywhere until the RAC get out to them. Fascinating stuff, Lawrence, and you heard it here first. We'll check in with you later. In the meantime. I believe we've managed to get Paul Doyle on the line. Are you hoping for a busy day, Paul? Hi there, lads. Uh, how's the leg, Dicko? It's still f***ed after you snapped in half. Is that back on the tater fields in County Mayo? Yeah, still hurts even to this day. Yeah, yeah, whatever, crybaby. Anyway, we've had a great transfer window so far, as you know. Some of these lads I've signed have got fantastic potential. I can't wait to see them tearing up in this league. There's always room for more signings, Tomo. Always room for more signings. Some interesting signings so far, Paul, it has to be said. It certainly looks like you used your knowledge of the Belarusian top tier. Well, David, I see the talent of these boys. That's a huge difference between us. I see talent and, you know, some people haven't got it. Well, Paul, we're looking forward to seeing them in action on the pitch. We heard a few rumours that your new signing from FC Gorodea, Yuri Sivkov, was serving burgers at half-time in the 2-0 home defeat to Leicester. He's a magician with a spatula, that lad. He can one-touch fry a patty like no one has ever seen. Also, Paul, your new centre midfielder, Pavel Sislov, was seen stamping names onto the back of shirts in the club shop. Well, what I'll say is that Pavel's phenomenal under pressure. Do you know how stressful it is to work in that shop when they're running lows on number threes and letter use? 
Paul, I'm glad to hear that you're getting some performances from the new boys already. The reason we've got you on so early is that we hear you've got big news. As you've said to our colleagues, the signing of the Millennium. What can you tell us about it? Well, I think signing of the Millennium is a bit of an understatement, Tomo. Um, But whatever. Um, Yeah, I have signed the next superstar. Go on. Well, his name is Conier Artiste, but he likes to be called Con. French lad. He's absolutely revolutionising football over in the French third division. Uh, League Twat, I think it's called. So, do you think Con Artiste has potential? Could he cut it in the Premier League? Trust me, this boy is the next big thing. I've pulled out all the stops to bring him here. And when you went to see him play live, what stood out about him? Live? Tom, Tom, are you extinct, mate? Because you sound like a dinosaur. Getting them on world. YouTube. YouTube, that's the new way we scout in, nowadays in the league. He sent me loads of clips and uh, we signed the deal over on uh, MSN Messenger. Yes, we uh, hear you are paying him £200,000 a week on a six-year contract. Well, you know, David, sometimes you've got to break the bank to get these class acts in the door. Uh, it happens to be a club record. And, uh, well, we have had to shut down all our charity and community work. But I promise you it'll be worth it. He's going to do for the Premier League what Michael McIntyre did for stand-up comedy. I hate to break it to you, Paul, but we've just received news that Connor Artiste is, well, a con artist. What are you talking about? Well, unfortunately, Paul, we're hearing from several sources, including the French police, that Connor Artiste has recently been released from the Bastille for fraud. And assault. And affray. And lewd behaviour. And armed robbery. Care to comment, Paul? Uh, I, 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 I've just remembered, I've just left some in my car. One, one second. Daddy! Daddy! We need to get Tarquin on the phone pronto! Well, Paul, we'll speak to you later, and I'm sure we'll find out more about what's happening at the club. Now, I'm excited, David's excited, we've got a very special guest to talk about one of Burnley's other new signings, the young Belarusian goalkeeper, Lucien Haraluk. Ex-Brazil international goalkeeper, Rogério. Great to have you on here, Rogério. I'll be lads. It's You can just call me Roger, don't worry about that Rogério stuff, it's just Roger, that's a nickname. You don't really sound like you're from Brazil, Lodger. Hey, what are you on about me? I'm from Brazil. I told you that. Jesus Christ, this gig. Are you at least an ex-goalkeeper, Roger? Oh, I, I suppose. Uh, I used to play a bit for Bristol City, Br- Bristol Rovers, uh, you know, under-19s, reserves and that, yeah. Well, you're here now. Anyway, what do you make of Burnley's goalkeeping situation? Oh, well, Joe, I mean... He's English star man for generations now. I, I don't blame Paul Doyle for sticking with him. I do like the young lad, Lucien. Uh, not seen so much of him, but I, t- I tell you he's a star, star performer, uh, match winner. I don't think Paul Doyle has brought growth, ingenuity and experience to a transfer market. But it's sad to see Nick Pope unhappy. Uh, if I was Paul Doyle, I'd be playing him atop of it, up top, ahead of uh, Chris Wood. What's your reasoning behind that, Roger? Well, he's tall, isn't he? Acres or inches, size matters, David. Must be able to hit the ball, isn't he? I think Nick Pope wants more playing time as a goalkeeper, Roger. I don't think playing him as a striker plays to his strengths. Well, yeah, I suppose uh, that's a decision for nature, Tomo. What does that mean? Well, Tomo, goalkeeping, you see, it might look easy when your goalposts and your pencils and your... 1,000 miles away from the pitch and that. I can see that you're um, not with it, Roger, not with it at all. 
Luckily, I'm being told in my earpiece, Tomo, that the producers have managed to get us another goalkeeping expert. Excellent news, David. Who have we got? Well, it's kind of too good to be true, TT. I'm being told that it's Peter, the great Dane himself. That is unbelievable, Dave. We're being joined by Peter Schmeichel on this show. Well, that would appear to be the case. He's on his way now. In fact, here he is. Welcome, Peter. No, no, no. Are you being serious? This is our goalkeeping expert. Don't jump the gun, Tommy. Let's give him a chance. So, Peter, what do you make of Joe Hart's performances this season? Should Nick Pope be first choice? I'll just cut to the f***ing advert. Taking a day off work to see in your pants, watching people in cars all day? Then we've got the odds for you. Harry Redknapp in the back of a car. Evans. Someone to turn up for a new ground without any hint of them moving there. Three to one. Nicole Kranzgar to come out of retirement as Harry Redknapp's gardener. Seven to two. Bet now. Bet fast. Bet on everything. Bet recklessly. The clock is ticking. Bet with broke lads. Any bets not placed by 11pm will be taken without recompense. Please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Kick the Pitch. And we have an exclusive with Lawrence Terrington, who's at the Valley, following up on rumours that they could be about to sell their leading striker to a Premier League team. Thanks, Tom. Yes, I've just turned up here at Charlton. Um, It's not exactly what I I was expecting, to be honest with you, the uh, facilities down here. It's certainly a step down from the high-end venues of the Premier League that I'm used to. Um, have you ever been, Tom, here yourself? No, I've never been down to Charlton. I've never had the luxury, Lawrence. Right, OK, yeah. So I'm just heading over to what I believe is the main building. Um, it's certainly a bit long in the tooth. Right, interesting. It, it looks more like a pub in here, if I'm being honest. Back in a notch, please. That'll be 6.40. Make sure I bring glass back. Uh, excuse me, could you tell me where the club's owner is? You what? I'm looking for the football club owner. Um, well, I think technically that would be me. Ah, right, I see. I was just wondering, could you could you shed any, any light then on the, uh, the star striker situation? What are you on about? Well, can you confirm whether or not your striker's planning to leave the club? First I've heard of it. Why don't you ask him yourself? He's over there. Hey, see it off, mate! Shows who you'd piss from. Uh, excuse me, gents. I was looking for the leading Charlton striker. Well, that would be me. Uh, excellent. Okay, then, sir. I, I just wanted to ask if the rumours are true. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I could drink a pint standing upside down. Get us one in. You'll see for yourself. But no, not that. That you're being sold to a Premier League club? Am I? That's fantastic! What are you on about? Premier League, are you off your fucking head? Well, I have it on good authority that a Premier League side is after the leading Charlton Athletic striker. Well, it might be! What is it, Charlton Athletic? This is Charlton Academical. What? Who are they? Well, they're 9th in the Woolwich and District 3rd Division. Sunday League team! A Sunday League team? Oh, for fuck's sake. Who put the address in the sat-nav? Thanks for that, Lawrence. Uh, We'll leave you to sort that one out and come back to you in a bit. Let's bring in our next guest for a bit of insight into the furore around Ben Mee's future. Let's welcome back 
Jimmy Asparaga. Great to have you here, Jimmy. Yeah, like that, Tomo. It's, uh, I suppose it's decent to be back, isn't it, I suppose. What did you do this time, Jimmy? Um, listen, mate, that, that little tape I had to come in. He was, he was covering the, the, the Burnley Bournemouth game over on Sly. Old Greg Vile had been winding me up in this. This kid gives me lip after the final results. You know, you're heading out, you're stressed. and You just don't do that to Jimmy Asparaga, mate. You just don't do that. Jimmy, a 12-year-old boy held up his fingers to make a three and a two. It's a bit uncalled for to spit in his face. As I said, mate, uh, I knew the kid. He had to come and the, the camera, she she did the first time we met, but, you know, that kid's been following me around for numerous seasons now. Um, you know, fast had to do some fast talking. So make sure I only got a six-month suspension this time, so always grateful to, to Fasty for that one. Right. Well, anyway, Jimmy, it's great to have you back. We're going to talk a bit about Ben Mee today. We know that there's been a bit of bad blood between Paul Doyle and Ben Mee, stretching all the way back to the first away game of the season against Watford, where Paul gave me a very public dressing down. As I said last time, was here, Tom O'Hare. Uh, for me, Ben, ben Mee's completely in the wrong. It's it, it's shocking that he's let it get to this point, and I, I think it's, frankly, it's appalling that he's actually taking for a move. Well, Jimmy, we actually have it in good authority that it's Paul Doyle that is attempting to force me out. Not me, Ben Mee. He's been transfer-listed and offered to any club that will have him at a fraction of his market value. Who's, who's your source, Steve? Who's your source from Maureen down the ticket office? Well, Jimmy, I'll have you know that I hear a lot of rumblings and rumours about Burnley. If you hang out in the pubs and bookies enough, and I know I do, you'll always get some information. Yeah, save it for your AA meetings, Dave. Speaking of pubs, let's go back to Lawrence Terrington. Did you manage to get to the actual Charlton ground in the end, Lawrence? Uh, hi, Tom. Yes, thanks. We're, we're here now. We're at the right place now, yeah. And what did they say? Uh, it was interesting. They said, go away, as we don't have a pre-booked interview, and they're only interested in communicating with reputable uh, sports news outlets. That's a bit unfortunate, Lawrence. And I see we've just got some breaking news that Southampton may be close to signing top League One striker Ivan Tony from Peterborough. You better get your skates on, Lawrence, down to the south coast to find out about that one for us. Yeah, right, step on it, Terry. Anyway, while Lawrence is making his way south, let's talk a bit more about the dressing room harmony at Burnley. How much of a knock-on effect do you think getting rid of Pope and me will have on the atmosphere on the dressing room, Jimmy? Well, Tomo, as, you, as well you know from, from me being round here on, on, on this, I think it's, what is it? It isn't even a radio station, but I was a big personality in the Burnley dressing room when I was there. One of Paul Doyle's predecessors, you know, he, he tried to force me out and didn't go... Sounds too well with the boys there. It really didn't. Well, can you elaborate, Jimmy? What happened there? I didn't think I was working uh, hard enough to get back from a quite a serious leg injury. Uh, you know how hard it is to come back from any injury like that one, David. What do you mean? What kind of injury, Jimmy? Leg break, of course. Um, mm. I don't think you ever had your leg broken, did you, Jimmy? No one ever fucking remembers. All Cosy goals and does Carragher. Jamie Carragher three months later, fucking Lucas Neal with a two-footer. Sorry to stop you there, Jimmy. I think Lawrence has some breaking transfer news for us. Let's go back to our Southampton story. Lawrence Terrington, are you at St Mary's? Tom, I'm not there yet. I'm not in a fucking rocket. How am I meant to get from Charlton to Southampton in that space of time? Anyway, I have there spoke to uh, someone there at St Mary's, a puzzled PR person on the phone, who said they had no knowledge of such a signing. Oh, I see. I think I know what's happened here. I just rechecked the scribble notes our producer handed me, and it is... Yeah, yeah, 
it's definitely St Johnston in Scotland that are after the League One forward Ivan Tony. St Johnston? What you mean in Perth near the Highlands? Yeah, that's about right. Um, any chance you could chase that story up for us, Lawrence? Well, you wanted to do a U-turn on the motorway and then drive about 500 miles to St Johnston in Scotland. Oh, great! I knew you'd be on board, Laws. We're now joined by Burnley chairman Sir Tarquin Ewood Thatcher the Third. Thanks for coming on. What made you want to come on tonight? Well, anything to keep that complete numpty of a manager of ours away from the media. <laughs> well, maybe I could start off by asking you about whether or not you're happy with how Paul Doyle has performed so far this season. Are you serious? We're not known for laughs around here. No, definitely not. Uh, especially since they've stopped letting us cover women's football. David, quiet. I've told you about this. You're going to get us into trouble. Look, Paul has fulfilled his potential at the club. Let's just leave it at that. Was he not a strange choice for Burnley's manager, considering his lack of experience at this level? He's only managed in the Irish leagues. Look, Mr Doyle's appointment was completely above board. He was interviewed and was determined to be the best candidate for the job. Who would return our calls and accept our lower offer? So it wasn't that Mr Doyle had some incriminating photos of you at a brothel with Burnley's infamous 20-stone escort, Debbie Dabatez? Look, one, that's just some bogus story doing the rounds on Twitter. And two, I think you'll find I've taken out a super injunction on the matter. So you'll be hearing from my lawyers tomorrow, David. Um, right. Oh, dear. Back in the doghouse, eh, Dave? I'd be lucky. Sleeping in the house would be nice at the moment. Getting a bit cramped in the back of your car, David? You've seen the car. The Volkswagen Up wasn't really designed for hosting dinner parties. Look, can we just get back to speaking about what I came on tonight to discuss? Very well, Your Highness. Paul Doyle has so far mentioned Messi, Neymar, Pele, Maradona, and both Ronaldos on his transfer wish list. Does Burnley have the money or the space-age technology to facilitate these sorts of deals? Look, part of the reason why I came on air tonight was to try and manage fans' expectations. We need to be realistic in a time like this about what we aim for. And what exactly are you aiming for? If we keep the current group of lads and maybe, maybe strengthen with a couple of castaways from the big teams, we'll be doing all right. Castaways? Yes, you know the sorts. Uh, promising players who get staffed up by big clubs in their prime, just to sit on the bench and have their talent wasted away. A castaway, a forgotten soul, a lost boy, crumbs from the table for bottom feeders like Burnley. Wow, you, uh, you really paint an image. But if Burnley don't splash the cast this transfer window, your majesty, is it going to be hard to justify the large salary you, you're on to the fans? Look, not at all. It's a hard job being the Burnley chairman. I mean, you've got to live in Burnley for a start. Uh, I haven't taken a penny I didn't deserve. Well, did you need to claim that private jet on an expense? Burnley aren't even in Europe. Players don't believe their chairman is willing to spend vast sums of unnecessary money to fly around Europe following their efforts, then they'll never believe in themselves and achieve at that level. It's all mind game strategy, really. What about the swimming pool you had built with the club's money? Well, that, that's clearly for the players to use for their fitness. But it's at your house. It's got tropical fish in it. That's, that's, that's just a logistical mix-up. 
Look, I'm going to have to run away, fellas. Someone at the club just pinged me to say that Paul Doyle is currently looking for the Yellow Pages, looking for Harry Kane's phone number. Gotta go. Well, that's hope he's not ex-directory. Thanks for joining us, and hope to speak to you again, Burnley Chairman Sir Tarquin Ewood Thatcher III. And as we carry on, the rumours around Ben Mee leaving seem to be intensifying every minute as the deadline creeps ever closer. What do we make of it, David? It seems like a really odd move to me. Not Ben Mee, me. Ben Mee has been at Burnley for nearly 10 years. Well, Dave, we're lucky enough to be joined by some of the fans and we're going to see what they think about their club captain potentially leaving the club. On his way up to Scotland, Lawrence Terrington has dropped into Turf Moor to see what they think. Lawrence? Hi, Tom. Yes, I'm somehow here at Turf Moor right now. Um, and I'm joined here by Keith. Uh, Keith's a Burnley fan. What are your thoughts, Keith? Oh, well, pretty dark at the minute, Lawrence. Uh, you know, the wife left in... She took Veronica Hill because, it, you know, after Wilson scored last-minute win, if Bournemouth had kicked the cat. It was a bit uncalled for there because, uh, you know, them to leave, I thought I thought my reaction were understandable, you know. But I've got a new woman now, De- Debbie Diabetes. You know, she's a good lass. You'll know her from down High Street. Hiya, Debbie, uh, she's over there. I'm not sure I do keep, but um, thanks for that. I- I'm sorry to hear about the-, the trouble previously. I was just wondering what your thoughts were about Ben Mee potentially leaving the club. Ben Mee? What's he ever done for this football club? Lawrence, I've been supporting this football club now for over 40 years, and I honestly don't think I've ever seen anybody less embody the values of Burnley FC. Ben Mee's British and white, isn't he? That's not all Burnley Football Club is about, Lawrence. It's about pride. But not, not, not the chuffing rainbow kind. Good old-fashioned hard work. As long as not here illegally. Right, so you wouldn't mind then if, if Ben Mee left the club? The old lot of them can go for all I care. Joe Hart, he's got less of a left foot than an amputee who's put his chuffing left foot on a landmine. Chris Wood, we should replace him with a tree. Ball control is that bad. And I wouldn't mind a manager transfer either. I have lost faith in Paul Doyle. I can't see us breaking into top four at this rate unless Doyle gets us in a whole new set of players. All right, thanks for that, Keith. Uh, interesting words. And we've got another special guest with us. Oh, it's, uh, I know you. It's lifelong Burnley Ultra, Audrey. Audrey, how are things? Any tips? We're really desperate for some real news, to be honest. Oh, hello again, sweetie. Well, I've just been to the post office and I'm off to the bingo with Gladys later. Uh, no, not, not, no, Audrey. I meant the football. It's deadline day. I hear there's talk of a swap deal between Burnley and Preston North End. Preston North End? Preston Knob End? I, I'm not having any Preston scam coming to my club. F***ing uh, OK, thanks for that. That's quite enough, Audrey. Um, back to you, Tom. Which one of you f***ing knuckle-draggers threw that f***ing dildo at me just now? I'll still stick it so far up your f***ing arse. Thanks for that, Lawrence. Um, what do we make of that, Jimmy? Turns out some of the fans actually agree with you. Well, I've, I've always said to respect the fans somehow. Uh, they, they, you know, they are the, the, the heart, the deliver, uh, the spleen, and even the feces, this beautiful game, so... Excellent. Yeah, great. Thanks for that, Jimmy. Um, so who do you think Paul Doyle will be looking at if he manages to get Ben Mee out of the club as a replacement? It's just Paul Doyle to get it right, Tom. Oh, I, I really, really do. Uh, I've heard he might be trying to coach Titus Bramble out of retirement. One of the names getting thrown around, and I think he'd be an, uh, he'd be an absolutely fantastic signing. Uh, more than a replacement for, for Ben Mee. 
he's 38, isn't he? He's still got it though, Zavi. He plays against him in a walking football match a couple of weeks ago and just couldn't get past him. Sorry to interrupt you here, Jimmy. We're joined again by Paul Doyle. Paul, are you there? Oh yeah, sorry about the uh, the delay there, lads. I was just on the phone to Monaco. Really? Do you have an exclusive for us regarding Burnley's transfer dealings? Oh, uh, no, no, nothing like that. Nothing like that, Tom. Uh, I was uh, just sorting out some tax stuff. Right, got you. Well, thanks again for joining us tonight, Paul. I was wondering if you could shed some light on the stories doing the rounds. Burnley fans will be desperate to know whether or not Ben Mee could be leaving the club this January transfer window. Apparently, to be replaced by Titus Bramble, we're hearing. Oh, not a chance, Tomo. Not a chance whatsoever. These rumours are completely unsubstantiated. Ben Mee, he's very happy at the club. And, you know, I have it straight from the horse's mouth that he could not be tempted away by any other offer. Well, what about the fact they were spotted at Sheffield United's training ground wearing a Sheffield United kit earlier on this week? Oh, for crying out loud. Right, I want to settle this right now. He was simply visiting the ground, David. Have you never heard of a thing called a stadium tour? You can do it at all the big clubs. Wembley, Wales' stadium, the Manchester teams, Port Vale, etc. You know, all these places. Yeah, but Bramall Lane is hardly the new camp, Paul. Do you really expect us to believe that me travelled all the way there for a tourist visit? Oh, turning on Sheffield United fans now, are you, David? You're showing your true colours. You know, you, you ought to be careful. Slagging them off. Well, I was just saying. Well, just, just... David, if I just ordered eight double waters and coke, I'd still have my driving licence. Yeah, that's uh, that's all very well, Paul. Um, but back to the apparent imminent departure of me. You're leaving, TT? No, not me. Ben me. Oh, sorry, sorry. Tom, listen. I'd rather sell my own grandmother to Wayne Rooney than part ways with Ben me. We have a father and son type of relationship. You know, the good kind. Not 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 like uh, your, your colleague Lawrence Terrington has with his son, I hear. I can assure you right now... As God, as my witness, hand straight on my heart, there will be absolutely no selling of Ben Mee this transfer window. Well, we'll have to take your word for it, Paul. That's all from us today. Thanks for all of our guests, including Jimmy. <laughs> no problem, lads. Your, your breath smells better than Greg Vine. <laughs> and now, we're going over to Tim Gray for our Transfer Deadline Day headlines. Thanks, Tom. The clock is ticking on this fascinating deadline day. Burnley have parted ways this evening with Ben Mee in a £2.6 million deal to Sheffield United. In an extraordinary exclusive interview given to The Sun on Sunday, Ben Mee criticised his former manager's style and cited it as the main reason for his departure. A quick note from the man himself here. Paul Doyle threatened me and my family on more than one occasion during half and full-time rants. At one point, the kids were scared to watch me at the games and the wife could barely sleep. I could have lived with all that, but I drew the line with him making me look like a twat in front of the other lads. In a breakdown of some of the other transfer news, Nico Krankjar has announced that he's coming out of retirement. He's being signed by Harry Redknapp. He's put pen to paper on a two-year contract Rather than sweeping in crosses, he'll be sweeping up leaves as Harry's gardener. Fabian Delph has made an incredible U-turn on his move to Burnley from Everton. He's driven down to Burnley and turned back around no less than 17 times so far today. I've heard he's still in his car, so this one's going right down to the wire. Joey Burton's brother is subject to a huge transfer move today, before the deadline. 
he's set to be moved from Moreland Prison to Doncaster. And finally, Peter Odemwingi was spotted driving down to the Burnley training ground, but after speaking to Burnley assistant manager John Adamson, it turns out Burnley don't even have an offer for Odemwingi at this time. Not again, Peter. And that's it. Three, two, one. The window has slammed shut. That's it. The transfer window has now closed. Now let's get today's sports headlines. Thank you. Just a quick update from us this evening. In a novel attempt to fill the stadium ahead of their game against Everton, Manchester City are offering a free prostitute and a bag of cocaine for every matchday ticket sold. Ahead of the World Cup, Trinidad manager Steve McLaren has stood down from his role and has signed a deal with fierce rivals Tobago. Tensions between Trinidad and Tobago are continuing to mount. A UN peacekeeping force is due to be dispatched. Former England under-21s manager Stuart Pearce is understood to have found a cure for HIV, but is refusing to disclose further details as he looks to corner the lucrative pharmaceutical drug market for himself. Newcastle United have been subject to a bid from Darth Sidious and his organisation the Galactic Empire. It turns out the bid from Kim Jong-un and the Taliban did not live up to Mike Ashley's evil requirement that he is embedded within the deed to St James's Park. And the three-month hostage standoff between Garth Crooks and police has finally come to an end. Crooks wounded two officers before turning the gun on himself. Paul Gascoigne is reported to be holding a candlelit vigil at a KFC near to Crooks's countryside park. The time is now three minutes past 11 o'clock. Now let's cross to Bobby Ravage and Ian Wrong for our later-than-usual football phone-in show, Five and Drive. You're listening to 505-696-999-1112 across the UK and around Great Britain. It's time to hear what you think. It's time for Five and Drive. Sponsored by Asparaga Goal. Are you wobbling amorphous mess? Do you smell like the inside of a rotten fish and move like a pleaser bees in the wind? Well now there's an app for you, Asparaga Goal. Track your calorie intake, your step output and your diet with my handy new exercise aid. You'll go from fat eddy to fast eddy in no time. The perfect you is just a spitting distance away. Asparaga go! Get out there, you fuckers! Welcome to Five and Drive, usually bringing you the latest reaction after the weekend's games. But it's a transfer deadline day special tonight. You're listening to me, Bobby Ravage. And me, Ian Wong. I thought it was wrong. I told you last time, you know about my speech impediment. Well, we certainly have a packed show for you today. Yes, more packed than a wet market after lockdown. Quiet, do you want us off the air? Anyway, let's get straight to it. It's transfer deadline day. Absolutely, the best day of the year. Christmas, Easter and Ramadan, all rolled into one. You're not wrong, Rongi. So let's get straight into it. We want to hear who's moving where today as clubs lack to grab some last-minute bargains or offload some deadwood. Speaking of deadwood, listeners may recall that in last week's show, it turns out that Tuesday Roundup with Sarah Oti fan Graham 
was actually a stranded sailor, and he called into the show from his sinking ship. It gives me no pleasure to inform you that Graham's ship was found washed up on the shores of Tahiti last week. Graham's body has not been found. A minute's silence would be appropriate. Rongi? Well, I certainly think so. Back to the football. Let's jump right into it. We've heard various transfer rumours about Burnley manager Paul Doyle. He's been seen chatting up Cristiano Ronaldo at a Turin hot dog stand. Chatting up Kylian Mbappe at a Paris petrol station. Chatting up Jamie Vardy and his missus in the alley outside a provincial nightclub. And we've even heard rumours that Doyle has been trying to coax Paul Gascoigne out of retirement despite his crucial role as a hostage negotiator. Fascinating stuff there. Looks like Doyle is determined to boost his Burnley team. And it wouldn't be a transfer deadline day without former Spurs manager and wheeler dealer, Harry Redknapp, leaning out the car window, would it? Hello, Harry. So who's in? Who's out? What's the scoop? Oh, well, Bobby, I'm, I'm really fucked it. I'm really fucking it. I ain't no way to take it anymore. I spaffed all my money out of the wall. What, seriously? Yeah, yeah, I'm desperate, mate. My Jim Rowley Powley business went tits up because I couldn't get a proper website. I saw it. I'm broke. I really fucking am. Come on now, Harry. Let's not get down, shall we? Who's moving where today? What's going on? I'm not fucking joking, son. I'm, I'm desperate. I've been sleeping in my car last month. You've, you've got to help me. Fascinating stuff, Harry. Maybe you should have got Nico on loan before signing him permanently. Our next caller is on the line, Rongi. It's Maul Boyle. How do you think Burnley's transfer window's going, Maul? Are you right there, lads? Well, I don't think that the transfer window could have gone any better, to be honest with you. I think Burnley have just gone from contenders for Europe to title contenders. But I'm not a Burnley fan so much as a Paul Doyle fan. I'd follow that man to the ends of the earth, I would. Really, Mo? What was that then? Well, wrong, I happen to be from County Mayo as well, so I know how fantastic Paul Doyle is as a manager. Fascinating stuff there, Mo. Whereabouts from Mayo are you from? Well, Bobby, I'm from a little old town there called Belfast. Uh, Mo, uh, Belfast is in Northern Ireland. Well, I think you better get your atlas out there, Rongi. Last time I checked, Ireland was a single country off the coast of Wales. Okay, Mo, that's fine. Let's talk about some of the transfers then. Some unusual comings and goings, wouldn't you say? Well, Bobby, I can tell you've never watched the Belarusian League. These players are wizards. Paul Doyle, he's just got a fantastic eye for a player. Nobody seems to have heard of these players, let alone seen them play. Are you telling us right now you've watched these lads perform? Rongi, I can tell you right now. I've been following the Belarusian league for a number of years now, and all of these players are pulled on side. They're absolutely fantastic players, better than anything you'll find in the Premier League. Well, Maul, be that as it may, what are your thoughts on Ben Mee leaving the club after almost 10 years? Oh, Bobby, he was a bad egg. Really bad egg. Terrible for the dressing room atmosphere. Sometimes you've just got to get rid of a player. I tell you, I bet the entirety of Burnley will be happy to see the back of him. Well, Bowl, we've heard the reaction of some of the fans a little bit earlier. They don't seem at all happy, either with me, not me, Ben me, leaving or any of Paul Doyle's signings. What do you say about that? I tell you, they're just a bunch of fucking morons if you ask me. Wait, they wouldn't know a good signing if it smashed in their drive side window. Seriously, what the hell do they know? Paul, Paul Doyle, is that you? Well, I don't know what to say about that, Rongi. 
Let's go to our next caller, Clive. What do you want to say, Clive? Hi, is that Wong's Wok Wonderland? Can I get uh, a chicken chow mein, portion of barbecue wings? Uh, Barbara! Barbara, what do you want? Yeah, that, that, that's, two, that's two chicken chow mains, a curry beef, uh, some of that fried rice we do with the, the peas and the spring onions, and, and also can I get some, some, uh, some prawn crackers as well to go with that, please? Clive, this isn't a Chinese takeaway. You're not a Chinese? Oh, well then, can I have two beef madras, uh, one garlic naan, one kima naan, some pilau rice, some barges and some papadums. Uh, yeah, I'll just pay the delivery driver when he gets here. Cheers. Well, Clive, I've not heard of any of those players. Maybe you're a bit confused there. Anyway, we've got Keith on the line. Big fan of the show, Keith. I guess you want to talk about Burnley's transfer dealings this day. I certainly do. I am fuming, Robert. Absolutely fuming. I cannot believe they've let Ben Mee go. He is an absolute stalwart of this team. The lifeblood of this town. I do not see who we carry on without him, to be honest with you. I didn't think you cared that much, Keith. There's only three things I care about, Rongi. Me, myself and I. And that's Ben Mee, me, myself and Kim Sung-hai. The semi-professional Korean left-back saved my daughter's life in a freak barn fire. I love that fella. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Keith. But what about the new signings? There must be some excitement about some of these Belarusian lads. Well, they've a right to come here, I suppose, Bobby. It's supposed to be our working, aren't they? Well, thanks to Brussels, I suppose. Well, thanks for calling, Keith. We're going to go straight to another caller now. I've got Leo Messi bedsheets on the line. That's quite a name, Rongi. Certainly is. We don't get many people with double-barrel surnames down here. You're not wrong, Rongi. We must be attracting a higher class of individual this evening. Better than having the usual knuckle-draggers we get on. Go ahead, Leo. Nice to finally speak to someone with a bit of class around here. What would you like to say? <laughs> oh, shush, shush, shush. Be quiet, shush. I'm on air now. <laughs> oh, hello. Is that Bobby? Yes. Bobby Ravid here with Ian Wrong on 696. What are you calling up about, Mr. Bessie Bedsheets? <laughs> I, I just wanted to say, uh, we, we love the show, and uh, I think you should have been the England captain, Ravid. Well, it's always nice to meet a fan, but I played for Wales. Oh, re oh really? I couldn't tell by your accent. Yes, it's subtle. <laughs> and, Ian, uh, and Ian, you're an excellent pundit. You haven't got a funny voice, and you never mispronounce a word. <laughs> wow, well, thanks a lot, Geezer, for the nice words. You're certainly not a wongan. Have you got anything to say about Burnley's transfer activity? Uh, yeah, we, we just think you should, they should sign uh, Hugh Jaddick and Drew Peters. Hugh Jaddick and Drew Peters? Well, I've never heard of such players. Who do they play for, Mr Bedsheets? Uh, Hugh Jaddick is Russian... And uh, Drew Peters is non-league. Non-league? Yeah, yeah, he plays for Cockport County. <laughs> Fascinating. Insightful stuff there, Rongi. It certainly is. Yes, these lads clearly know their stuff. Nice to hear from people who have a wide knowledge of the game outside of just the Premier League. Thank you for your call, Mr Bedsheets. Let's take another caller. <laughs> oh, God! Oh, God, please help me! Someone's in my house! Hello? Calm down there, please. What are you trying to say? Ah, I'm hidden in the wardrobe. I think he's armed. Now be sensible. Are you calling up to make a point about Burnley's current transfer strategy? Ah, he's trying to kill me! Call the police! Ah! 
I'm so sorry, but I've had to cut that person off. We'll not tolerate prank phone calls on this radio phone-in show. Disgraceful, that was, Bobby. Some people need to take a long, hard look at themselves. Anyway, now let's go to a female caller. Apparently she's got a few harsh words for you, Dongy. Cool, blimey. She must have taken umbrage my scathing review of Barcelona's formation in an ink root European game. Is he there? Am I speaking with him? Uh, Adele? Is that you? That sounds like Ian's wife. Adele has called up, ladies and gentlemen. What do you want to say, love? Well, I just wanted to call in the show so that every listener up and down the country knows what a cheating, horrible son of an excuse for being my husband is. Uh, Adele, wh- what are you talking are about? Are you trying to deny it? Why have I just been messaged on Instagram by some page free all saying you've been sleeping with her for the past four months, taking her to high end hotels when you were meant to be away on work? I should have known that it was all a lies when you said you were at an award ceremony. You, an award! The only trophy they would give you is for witness direction. Love, we can we can sort this out when I when I got back, I promise. You're not coming back. You're not welcome here, your clothes are all Adele! Adele! Are you there? Don't don't leave me! Oh dear. I think we can safely say that on that occasion, you've been caught in the wrong wrongy. Anyway, I think we've got time for one more call. You're on with Bobby Ravage and Ian Wrong. Yeah, I'm just ringing to see where the bloody hell my food is. I've ordered it over an hour ago. Barbara's starving. She's sat in the corner eating super noodles dry. No, no, just cancel the order. Forget about it. Come on. Come on, Barbara. Let's go. Let's go to McDonald's instead. I've just got a three-hour queue. Absolute disgrace. No, no, get your car keys. I've had three pints, I can't drive. We told you this wasn't a takeaway, now sling your hook. Unfortunately, that's all from us this evening. Goodbye, everyone, from me, Bobby Ravage. And me, Ian Wong. I thought it was wrong. Join us next time, where we get to see how Paul Doyle's new boys are settling in. Is that an England top you're wearing? It is. It's uh, old '98. Yeah. Is that yeah. is that an original? Uh, it's what is it? Score draw. One of those. Replicas. Oh yeah, no, those. Yeah. Yeah, no. So no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've embarrassed me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I'm not though.